All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into episode 420 of Global From Asia. We are recapping with Peter Miller about Cross Border Summit 2023, as well as talking about the future in 2024. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. All right, we have Tommy, the sales manager at Cross Better Logistics. How are you, Tommy? Hi, how are you? We just got to meet here in Shenzhen, China. It's great. Uh, they support the show at Global From Asia, and we also use them ourselves for many of our brands and e-commerce businesses. And Tommy really cares. They always are uh, trying to help us save money. You know, not you have some products you keep for us in China. You have some products you keep for us in the U.S. warehouse, and uh, I really appreciate that. And you'll, you can talk to this seller, right? You can give them your advice. You work with many Chinese sellers a lot, right? And uh, you can help um, help the sellers understand more. Yeah, we are very professional for the shipment to USA and Canada. Also, we have a warehouse in USA and Canada. We can have our uh, factories, suppliers, sellers for the shipment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For yes. the e-commerce business. Yep, and you even keep stuff in China too. So sometimes if you have the limitations of sending too much to Amazon, you can keep it here in China with with uh, Cross Better, or you can send it, of course, to the U.S. warehouse. They have many different options, and they're always trying their best to find uh, find out what's the best solution for you. So yeah. definitely talk to Tommy, talk to Cross Better, and thank you for your uh, support of the community. Yes, we have good pricing and better service. Thank yes. you. Thank yeah. you so much. How are you doing today, Peter? I'm good, thanks, Mike. Yeah, really good. Uh, well, it's been one week, hasn't it? Since I think, the yeah, I think. CBS, I call it CBS. I'm it sure is I CBS. It. Yeah, I mean, we do call it CBS as well. But yeah, it's been one week. And then there was Loi Cretong. You probably say it better than I am. It just happened you were. Oh, yeah, Loi Cretong. Loi Cretong, Cretong. Yeah, well, we're pretty mad out here. I live in a village, and yeah, they. In Australia, we used to have Cracker Night, and Cracker Night was the Queen's birthday weekend. Oh, and it wow. was fabulous. And, and my father used to get us all around, and we sometimes got the neighbors in, and you could go down to the local shop and you'd get crackers, what we call crackers. They were all bungers, they were you know, fireworks. Okay. And it was fabulous. It was really a great time for me. But then the government, the no fun Australian government, came in and said, Oh, you know, someone got their eye blown out. We're going to stop it. So the whole thing was stopped. Oh, and that was a major, major thing for me because I went, This is no fun anymore. They've taken the fun out of it. And it was just a big highlight of my year. And that was only about 10 years old. I started to question government then, and I've never yeah. stopped, really. Yeah, yeah, me too, I think. Fabian, <laughs> we're outside of our matrix world, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but here, oh, it's still going on. I mean, they did have a, a, a fire in Chiang Mai due to one of the lanterns. And I don't know if you oh. saw that but in the Chinese think... Chinatown. Oh. And one of the lanterns came down, and they're dangerous. They're really, really dangerous, always have been. So that might not be going on so much next year, but yeah, it was a big fire. But Loikatong is really my favorite of all the Thai festivals, lots of Thai festivals. And there's Songkran, of course, the in, in April, everybody knows the new there's year, but Loikatong is very romantic and you're supposed to kind of get with your partner and, and review your goals. That's the Loi. The Loi is the 
we, we made one out of a banana tree. We've got banana trees here in the farm and you cut it into a slice and then you decorate it. And while you're decorating it, you think about the past year and, and to bring prosperity to the next year and so forth. You put the loy in the water and you float it down and then the the lantern after that and that you send the wishes up to the heavens. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Oh, oh wow. Thanks for that. We're, we're, we're jumping right in today, but maybe we'll back up a little bit. It's the first time you're on our podcast. You know, you did, mm. it was really great. We connected as as we got closer to the summit. I was introduced to you and appreciate Steve from City Life, for photographer, connected us. And it was a pleasure to have you emceeing and coaching speakers. You, you already mentioned from Australia, but do you want to just give us a little background of yourself before we get into the meat of the show? Sure. Well, I'm here in Thailand since 2014, and I was very bored in Sydney. I had recently separated, and and I was just spinning my wheels, got not not knowing what I do. However, when I was young, I always knew from a, an experience I had in Chinatown in Sydney when I was about 14 that I'd always end up in Asia. It just fascinated me, and I yeah. went to get a a present for a gift, a birthday present for my mother. And I snuck off in the train by myself when I was only young. And we lived way out of, out of town in the suburbs. And I got into Sydney. I thought, this is the only place I'm going to find this gift. I didn't end up finding it. I got to the markets, the Paddy's market, and I, I got lost coming back and I ended up in Chinatown. And I went, oh, wow, look at this. This is called the reds and the colors and the smells and the sounds. And I ended up asking for directions, and I walked into a kung fu kind of class. Oh. And I was just watching this, and the guy said, what do you want, mate? You know, you want to join us? I went, oh, <laughs> no, mate, I'm just wondering, where's the train? You know, that way, you know? And I picked <laughs> up a brochure as I walked out. And, yeah, I've, and I just went back to Chinatown constantly and just loved the, yeah, the difference of it, the randomness of it, um, yeah. the spirituality of it, you know? And I've been to Europe. But yet holds no fascination for me at all. Europe's kind of not sort of boring, but it's sort of done, you know, they're yes. kind of very established. Developed, this is moving yeah. and, and growing yeah. and and so as luck had it, I just remember in I was in a hotel room in Sydney and I just sort of said to whoever wanted to listen, like the roof, I said, get me out of here, just get me out of here. Lo and behold, a couple of months later, an email arrived. I was on the email newsletter list of this guy, and he said, we're looking for interns to join a, a marketing company in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and wow. send us a video, and you'll be interviewed. And so I was chosen out of four interns, and we launched a, a product called Copy Sniper. Huh. And uh, we, re we relaunched a Copy Sniper, it was. It had been out a couple of years. So you just put in answers to questions, and it spits out a sales page. Pretty clever. Mm. And so that was four months' work. It was rebuilt from the ground up, and we did the marketing, and I did the videos, and everything like that. And yeah, the the people who owned it made a lot of money, but we didn't make any money. We just learned from experience. And I was packing my bag to go home, and I thought, "Nah, this is it. This is this is this is this is me. This is closer to who I am. You know, I feel great here. I feel really great. And I didn't want to go back to Sydney, so." I had some work lined up. I went back and did all the work I had to do. I was booked to do. And I sold everything except my film gear. And yeah, just made this my home. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, and managed to change my on-stage income to online income because at that time, Chiang Mai was the world headquarters for digital nomads right throughout the world. There wasn't really a lot of place for digital nomads to go. And and so I started to MC the Nomad Coffee Club every Friday yeah. at four o'clock. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it was fantastic. I met so many people because I didn't really know a lot about online. I had an ebook that I was selling. Okay. But I thought, oh, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to change my online income to on, st on stage income to online? And there was help. There was lots of help. There was a Facebook group every night you could go to, and people were very generous. And so, yeah, I learned about e-commerce, not to your scale, but how to do it. And that went well. And then Udemy came along. So I make now, I pretty much make my money from selling courses online oh, at Udemy about know. public speaking. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Udemy is fantastic. And there's quite a few people here doing uh, Udemy full time. Wow. Uh, I was in a mastermind group. I got invited in and that mastermind changed my life. I wouldn't be here speaking to you right now if it wasn't for that mastermind That's because I love there is power in masterminds. And because everybody here is in transit zone, you know, this is not our, our home country, there was a real emphasis on getting the mastermind but not doing a zoom call but just actually meeting up and really mm. every week you know and we'd promise yeah. that we'd get something done by the end of, by the end of that seven days and we did it it was fantastic the masterminds i really highly recommend masterminds okay yeah mm. i agree they've even this podcast started from a mastermind fun fact i joined a mastermind right. while starting a podcast Right. You might know Nate Ginsburg, maybe, but he was on. Oh that. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, he yeah. was on that podcast yeah. on that mastermind with me too. It was super fit. Yeah, yeah, he's really a healthy guy. Yeah, he's doing like <laughs> handstands and ice baths like every day. I think. <laughs> yeah, the ice baths. Oh, they're really popular now, aren't they? They're, they're yeah, yeah. Wow. All right, um, I, we've got one out here at Cocoon called Cocoon, and mm -hmm. it's a bit of a drive for Chiang Maiites, but I live half an hour south of. Chiang Mai on a farm and cocoon's not far from here. And yeah, it's really nice. Okay. I, I, I haven't been, my, my friends from the Netherlands, they come out, but they can do four minutes. I can do less than a minute. I, I nearly get to a minute, but oh, I, I've got to get my mind around it. I said, how do you do it? And they said, oh, you've just got to kind of stop thinking about it. Right? It's like meditation, you know, stop mm -hmm. thinking how cold it is. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to grow into that, you know. Okay. So I think let's let's jump into the, the meat of the show. You know, it's so again, like I, I think I mentioned already in, in this recording, but I really appreciate I'm really happy we connected and, and you you came in to help with emceeing and coaching speakers, preparing them. I, I, I be honest, we never did that before and we've done four. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. we did one 2016, 17, 18, 19, all in, in mainland China. Of course, COVID happened, so we didn't do it. But we, when we did it there, we didn't really. We of course had some prep calls and PPT reviews and such. But I, I really enjoyed having you involved, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, answering the questions of speakers and 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 knowing them more and 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 really have a nice intro for them. So that was that was really really fun and first time for us as well. well at the end of the day, you know, the the people will remember the quality of the speakers. I mean, that's that. The, the the mark when they think about it 12 months down the road they're going to think of the speakers actually and the quality of their presentation so as an educator of mcs and an educator of public speakers i 
was really impressed by the fact that you said, let's run some calls before. I wish more event organisers would do this with the speakers. They know me, I know them, and it really raised the game. And I, we set a couple of little ground rules, you know, especially about timing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that had a big impact on on all the speakers. Yeah. That, so, you know, your you as an event organiser went into my absolute A grade, you know, good books because you did that and and you put the emphasis back on the speakers to not just turn up, you know. And and we weren't strict about it. We just said, look, we really want you to do well. We're here for you and and offer you support and so forth like that. So it was great, really good. Great. So I I know you know some e-com and maybe maybe it's not your main thing, you know, but what would you say some of your takeaways from the speech for people listening that couldn't make it? What would you say some of your, your oh, well, um, findings? I know there's so the much, day, but yeah. You know, I, I had to kind of prepare for the next speaker, but so I had half an ear. Oh, okay. Because I didn't I didn't have to back announce them. If you, if I had to back announce a speaker, then I had to listen to them. But I had to prepare for the for the next one. But oh, however, right. I did I I did know from researching all the speakers that I introduced that a lot of them, half of them, started their business by podcast. What we're mm. on de- doing now, oh. and they and that emphasised to me or re-emphasised to me that podcasts are really powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, they they get the word out there. I'm not a big listener of podcasts myself. I like the the YouTube. I'm a big YouTuber. But my daughter loves podcasts. She just listens, laps them up. And obviously, my market is public speakers and MCs who want to learn how to how to do it. I'm I'm pretty sure that they don't really listen to podcasts. As far as I, there's none in that marketplace. There's none on hardly any on public speaking and MCing. But they do watch videos and they do watch TikTok and they do watch Instagram. So that's where I I put my Got content it. in there. You know. Got yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, um, the other one besides I, podcasts, it's really interesting to, to as a MC for the Nomad Coffee Club, we had one speaker. We had quite a few speakers on what was very popular then is fulfillment by Amazon FBA. Yeah, really, and drop shipping was the big thing. You know, and Johnny FD had a course on it and so forth like that. So we used to get corporate, what we call corporate refugees, particularly from America. You know, they do the right thing. They they. They thought the American dream was like you, you know, go to college and get a job with a big company, a cool name, like, you know, Deutsche Bank who you were with. Yeah. And then yeah. and you you were set. And then you realize this sucks, man. <laughs> this really sucks. I mean, I've been sold a dream here and it's not working for me, you know. And and a lot of them just said, ah, oh, damn, I, I can see my whole life in front of me here, and it's not that interesting. So they would save up their money like you did. And and they looked up, you know, online income and up came Chiang Mai. And we used to get a lot of them turn up and go, okay, I've got a fair amount of savings. I'm here to make an online income. So we had speakers at the Nomad Coffee Club talk about FBA. And and one of them, I'm just trying to remember his name. He did, he did high-end push bikes. And that was his niche, right? And he gave, he gave away too much. Basically, and he had, and I used to video them and put them on the my own website on my YouTube channel and also the Nomad Coffee Club. He rang me a couple of months later and said, "Mate, you have to take that video down. You have to take it down. I've been bombarded with competitors on high end push bikes, right? 
and they just watched the video and stole all these ideas. <laughs> right? So I noticed the speakers at the CBS didn't really give away too much about the products they were selling. It was all strategy yeah. behind, you know, True. and I think that's kind of the cool thing to do is just don't get into what sort of products you're, you're specializing in. That's one thing I noticed besides the podcast. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's a fair one. Yeah. There's yeah. The, you ever heard of garlic press? No. Garlic press? It's kind of a joke in the Amazon e-commerce community. Maybe I'm getting older, but it's way back. But there was courses that would talk about selling on Amazon and they used a garlic press. And so a lot of people just follow, like you said, follow that. And there was like a flood of garlic presses on Amazon because of that. And it was like (laughs) a huge joke. And there's a couple other products like that too. So yeah, it it is scary. It is a good point. And it is kind of why I even joke sometimes in my videos when I go up to the seller, I say, what's your ASIN? which is like Amazon stock in, you know, number. Right. I remember. And, and it's a joke kind of in the industry, but right. uh, yeah, no, I noticed none of them actually did. It. I mean, Chris Rawlings, he said that he used to be into medical equipment and that was the only hint of any product that I ever heard from the, in, in the two days we were there. Well, internet, um, internet would be, would be one, right? She does. Oh, right. Right. Yes. Well, that's actually a really good story. That was the other thing that I noticed how people were captivated during that talk, you know, Mm. because the story always sells. People just love stories. And that's a really cool story, that one. Yeah, I like it. But I mean, that's what we should all be. I I tell people you should not be afraid to share what you sell because you Mm. should try to be such a big enough player in the space that it would be like not even thinkable to try to compete with you right but of course it's hard and it takes a long time and you know we're all busy and hustling and invested heavily so we don't want to do that until we have to or <laughs> we're really confident right but annie's done a great job with her brand so she's done an amazing job and that's just her brand she you know she i i know from interacting with her beforehand how much she had thought about that she planned everything out in that whole presentation yep. she'd yep. rehearsed it she'd done everything and it meant a lot to her and the smile on her face after she came off stage was beautiful to see it she really great. knew she'd nailed it you know and she took her the shoes off and, yeah and and walked bare feet just to feel grounded you know yep yep um, um all right but look all the presentations were good chris rawlings showed me that that app that he used what was the app that he used and he carried his laptop you know yeah there was a special software a macbook air what was that anyway that was i've never seen a presentation like that before where he just went in and it was like a mind map and then bang Mm. and he went into the mind map into further further and he came back out again wow that was that was pretty cool but all the presentations were very different you know none of them were even remotely similar to, to each other yeah, and, that, and so that there is no perfect presentation, there is no perfect way to present. It's got to be comfortable for you, and I think the audience got a real variety of presentations. You know, Gian Gianni Marco, right? Gian Marco, His presentation yeah. was was really practical, down to earth. Not it was high level enough for the for the for the people who had been doing e commerce for a long while. But for me, I really got a lot out of that presentation because it was very practical, down to earth. You know. Yeah, agreed. Another one who'd started with a podcast, right? He he, he started yeah. his, he 
So he put well, his he was a seller before the podcast, I believe, and then also right. started a podcast. Well, of course, right. it's it's also you know usually when you're podcasting, you're good at you you or learn to be good at presenting yourself, your ideas, mm. communicating mm. things like that. So it mm. it does help usually in speaking at events. Yeah, so for me, some of my learnings, I was, I was, I was also able to, in, in because of your help and Ash, is also able to kind of be more of a participant a bit, and I got to learn because you know, I like you said, the speakers were amazing. Like it's not, it's not beginner content. You know, there was very experienced sellers, even the speakers themselves. I think even Chris Rawlings gave a little video clips, and he learned some things, and some other speakers like Riley Bennett said he learned some things. I think Gianmarco even said he learned. Everybody was learning. It wasn't just like beginner one-on-one content. Same with me. You know, I, I learned quite a fit, bit. But I think my my takeaways, and also kind of connects to 2023 in general, which is another topic of this of this podcast. AI, as you know, it's not just mm-hmm. e-commerce; it's everything. AI is taking over. Every there's a lot of AI topics. The other one, big ones, PPC, you know, Amazon is just increasing their requirements, or at least for us as sellers, we have to do more and more PPC. We got to keep giving Amazon more money for advertising. There was, you know, like Chris Rawlings showed the yellow and the blue, a lot of the, uh, the full scroll of a whole Amazon results page is more ads than organic now, which was pretty fascinating and showing. Right. Also, you know, I, I feel like we're in Red Sea, Blue Sea. I feel like, you know, it, it is very competitive now. You know, even the attendees, the, the space itself, there's less sellers. There's less Amazon sellers. And it's getting really hard. You know, it's a mature market. Well, one, one thing I, I yeah, go heard, and it started a bit of a stream, but that it, it didn't continue was how difficult Amazon has become and how important the need is to ensure yourself by using other methods, not just Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, you know, I got to share this time. I, I don't always speak at the conference, but it did speak. And yeah, like you said, I'm also working on a, a very new idea of still not really ready yet. <laughs> in, but I'm testing it now. It's a marketplace uh-huh. and a protocol for people to sell on a blockchain. The marketplace That's load load pipe. Load yeah. pipe. Yep. That was really interesting presentation you gave and. People were riveted, absolutely riveted to that presentation. Oh, great. Great to know that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I am passionate, um, especially during COVID. I got a lot more deeper into Web3 and blockchain, and I've learned the importance of it. Of course, there is some bad reputation. There's been some you know, bad actors in that space, but right. the technology itself and, and the power of it is is very, very powerful, and, and there's a lot mm. we can do. So. So yeah, so I was excited to to share about that. Also, I really do you, have, do you have a launch date on on twenty twenty four on that or? I feel like we could even try to squeeze some beta out in December, but I feel like it's a better to do it. We're actually just before our record this recording, we're talking about it. I think it's a twenty January event, like a new year, new new mm. new channel, new new up uh, new opportunity. We're working on a campaign. I mean, mm. I'm testing it right now. To be honest, I, I have a, you know, the developers have it. It's a little bit of still buggy and a little bit hard to understand, even for me in the user experience, I call it. So I, I kind of want to get a little bit more smooth. So it's, I feel like comfortable to say January or new, you know, okay. new year. I'm using AI in my video editing. You know, I've got such a, a huge amount of video footage on my hard drive, but I get to the 
editing stage and I know that I've got to sit on my ass for a couple of hours, even a day, <laughs> and it just doesn't get done. And But I've found, excuse me, the AI tool called Opus Cut, really good, really good. You just you can put anything in there, like 20 minutes, even an hour you can put in there and it'll divide it up into shorts and it'll divide it up into really you've got to put the keywords in and then it'll just chop it up into those keywords it's really good yeah, wow what was the name yeah. of that opus cut opus cut do you want my affiliate link yeah sure we can put it <laughs> yeah it's we can link it the up the other one is gravity right gravity writes a dashboard of ai topics keywords it's really good for blog posts everything and it, it divides up it's just a desktop it's a dashboard i'm sorry and yeah it's a dash, dashboard desktop and it, it it keeps everything that you're searching and it puts it into order but it's very good gravity right is really okay top class yeah it's sort of because with with open ai and chat gdp it's kind of a bit messy for me it's just that thing on the side and it's not that well organized, but this yeah. organizes everything that ChatGPT should have done, and then it's not. Got that, it. You know. All right. So, so maybe so you know, I think that the summit and the twenty twenty three themes, like I think we we're just talking about. Of course, AI. Obviously, don't to listen to the podcast to know AI is taking over. But twenty twenty three was a year of the AI. As far as in, in Amazon, you know, I feel like it's true. Like it's it's getting more and more competitive. That the PPC is going more and more expensive. Yeah, it's much more advanced. So yeah, everybody's looking for new channels. Like of course TikTok, they're looking for other channels. D2C is called direct to consumer. Maybe Shopify or other other outlets. But uh, you know, I think those are. And then of course, hopefully next year we'll be able to start to really talk more. I can't wait to educate people on blockchain e-commerce. Was with like this load pipe or even other ways people could use blockchain for selling physical products mm. online. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Unfortunately, there is going to be some casualties on the side. We're going to see some businesses just, you know, wash away. But see, photographers have got a big challenge, a huge challenge in front of them, how they're going to deal with that. It's like when, what happened to the music business and Napster came in, you know, everyone and then the music business just sort of started to disappear down the sinkhole quickly. And then Steve Jobs came along and yeah, the yeah. app store and so forth like that. So the photographer, I don't know what the photographer is going to do to come up with a solution, but their business is teetering on disaster. Actually. I mean, you just oh. shared something with me today, you know, about those four photos of you holding, and then you got all these different variations of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. crazy, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, that's four different actors or four different personalities in my game where I come from, the acting, you know, that would that would take four different people to come into the studio and 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 get photographed. <laughs> yeah, actually. So that was a Can Chan software. He I sent him that for one photo, he made a few for me. Actually right. we're working on doing more with him. He had an amazing workshop. After he spoke mm. there and, he, you know, I was a little bit nervous because he's not native English speaking. Of course, he's he's Chinese. And I was a little bit nervous, uh, you know, to, to be honest, I had of him, but I wanted to, of course, I want to welcome people from all backgrounds. That's what I think Cross-Border Summit is about is, is knowledge and experience from all around the world. So, and I thought his English was really well and he, his content was good. So, but he's, we're talking about doing more AI e-commerce workshops and masterminds into next year. I actually have a call with them after our 
after us, <laughs> I'm talking to him. Say about- hello to him for me. I was really impressed with him. I found him. I've written half a book on charisma. It has not yet published, but he, he has got charisma straight away. It's his focus on you who he's speaking to. That's part of being a charismatic. But yeah, he's got a real sense of, he understands communication really, really well. And he held right. the audience, even though he was rushing through his presentation. Yeah, he has so Ash many just said, I'm sorry, we're, we're out of time, you know. But yeah, he's he's a good communicator. Yeah. So that'll be something the next year I can't wait, to, you know, even for my own, my own business to learn from and also to be able to share that with the participants that want to take up this master. We'll call it master class. We're going to have right. master classes. I think the, I, we haven't had a chance to talk about it even together, but we're working on that into the new year where people can right. buy packages with membership and and use those for some of these these like very high value high impact workshop masterclasses. So we're excited. Right, masterclass. It's not an overused term, but it's certainly a lot of people have claimed that, that they're running a masterclass and they're actually not. It's just a training session. You know, there's a big difference. Masterclasses are from people who are masters in their craft. You know, mm-hmm. like masterclass.com. They're all top of the they're top shelf. There's no other sort of one above them. And that's what a masterclass is, I believe. Yeah, um, I would agree. Um, you know, but there are lots agree. of people calling them masterclass, but they're not. They're kind of second or third shelf down the down the <laughs> down the track. True, um, true. But yeah, so so what do you what do you see in your crystal ball for next year? You know, generally like technology. Maybe I could share after after you. Well, with public speaking, I'm I'm a connector, like. You know, you are a connector as well, but you understand technology a lot, much, much, much better than I do. I still love communication. I love the getting in a room and, and or talking to people and the heart to heart. You know, I'm an empath, so I feel things very deeply, and I I'm able to. It's it's good as an actor to to be an empath, but it's also highly inconvenient sometimes because I just I get feeling. I can stand next to someone and actually feel their fear, and it's it's good, but it's not so good. But I still believe that. The best way to promote your business is either be a very strong video presenter or just get in front of people and talk, get into their hearts. It's still, you know, blogs are good and 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 video is still good and podcasts are good, but actually to feel heart to heart in a room, you kind of become memorable forever in that person. You've got to leave a little, what I tell my clients is leave a little mark on their heart about being vulnerable and you know being real being authentic yeah and they'll never forget you you know that my aim when i'm designing a presentation for my clients is to be memorable forever not okay. just memorable for to, to the next day but forever. to do something extraordinary like to change their thoughts oh about, nice uh, yeah you know and that's, that's really... where thought leaders come from right oh. thought leaders starts from changing the thoughts or the paradigm of of that mm. industry you know, or that topic. Got it. Uh, That's really so cool. I'm a thought leader in my own genre, but because I've I've been teaching that for public speaking, it's really hard to get rehearsal time. You can rehearse at home, but it's just not the same. You gotta get in front of people. But that's really hard. If you've got a 20 minute or a 30 minute presentation, what do you do? 
So I encourage people to become MCs and, and you jump up on stage, you, you know, you're practicing your voice, you're using your body language, your vocal variety, your facial expressions, and then you're back off again. And if you stuff it up, well, you've only stuffed up a minute or two, but you get on and off, on and off, and you're practicing your public speaking skills a lot. Because I don't worry about people's content. They know their content. They know it backwards. I worry or I concentrate on getting people to be entertaining. And nice. entertaining comes through your personality. So most people have got a fair idea what their personality is. And then I encourage them to bring out that personality on stage. You know, nice. Like Steve did. Steve was really good bringing out his yes, personality he's on stage. Really pro. He's really yeah, he's a, yeah, he did he's well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he came up to me later and said, "Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that." You know, because I gave him a bit of confidence in what he was doing. He didn't need it, but he, he, he just he was very genuine in his thanks for me. It was great. That's great. Yeah. That's great. You know. mm. but, All right. Yeah, that's kind of. I just sort of really believe that public speaking is that if 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 you just the local networking group. Just get up there and talk. It's not you're not going to die, and there's no one has ever been died from being a public speaker. You know, yeah, it's it's the fear, but just go lightly. You know, well, you don't see a world where I can just create a second second me that does my public speaking for me. <laughs> oh, mate, your your practice. I mean, you started blogging in 2007, and you you're a you're a very you know. Not, confident but you're a very skilled communicator because you've done it so much i mean mm. it's what's nearly 20 years you've been doing this that mike's blog.com yeah it's a yeah. long time man true true you know so you it's just it's it's easy for you and you've got your own style and it's very authentic and okay, yeah thanks. no you've got no worries about that and people All respect right. you your consistency you've been extremely consistent okay i've read all your book i've read What's this one here? Hang on. This one here. I read that one. Oh, Destination China. Yeah, that uh, one there. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty cool. That um, was the first one. And regarding work? Or second one. That was the second one. Regarding work. Yeah, that was fifth. I yeah. Think. And yeah. Un Unleash. That, Hulk, they're all they're all yeah, they're all good, mate. Hulk Hulk Unleashed. Yeah. But you've got to as a content creator, consistency is the, actually the number one thing. You just gotta push it, keep pushing out there, pushing out there, pushing out there. And I'm very guilty of not of I'm very guilty of recording it and not publishing it because I'm just not happy with it, but I'm mm. getting better at that. I'm just getting much better at that. There's the, what's his name? The founder of LinkedIn. He says, if you're not embarrassed by the first version, you're too late. Something like this. If, read if, if you're not what? I read. I'm saying it wrong, but he says something like, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your you know, website or your business or your startup, or your product, then you've waited too long. Mm -hmm. Something like this. I'm I'm kind of right. butchering it, but basically it's meaning like you got to put it out there. Right. Because it'll never be perfect. You know? Right. My hero, Bruce Lee, he says, if you think about something for too long, it never gets done. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I really liked your book regarding work. There was a lot of good stuff in there. I like Savers, S-A-V-E-R-S. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really, really good. Highly recommend that book. I have my own version of it. In fact, I had to do a speech one day called 10 Things I Know About Health, Health and Life. And one of them is cold showers. So I don't, I've never had a 
hot shower in a couple of years now. Cold showers are really the way to go. Oh, they, really? they work tremendously well. Don't ever put the hot on. It saves you electricity, but that's one thing. I'm an OMAD, O-M-A-D, which is one meal a day. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's when, that, when, what time is that? Morning, afternoon, night? Oh, the later I can leave it, the better, actually. Oh. So I don't have breakfast and I really don't have lunch. I probably eat after this. Wow. And that'll okay. be it. Yeah. And your body does get used to it. It takes a while, but yeah, one meal a day. Because as you get older, you must change. You can't eat the same as when you were 20, 30. You know, you can't do it. You just got to eat less and less and less um, got it. as you get older. You know, okay. I believe anyway. Um, this is, um, yeah, I always enjoy our exchanges. It's been a pleasure to have you, and I'm excited for the new year. Of course, we have 2024. We're already thinking about CBS 2024. Mm, mm. Same. You know, I, I'm probably maybe a different hotel, but Chiang Mai, November, didn't pick the date yet, but probably also mid, mid November. And oh. uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. We already pre-sold some tickets from attendees that were really excited and we're preparing to have a little bit more of an open sale maybe in the new year. So I'm really mm. excited about this. Well, AI will be two years old then. Yeah. What's, what's it going to be like? I know. What are we going to talk about next wow. year? Wow. It's crazy. Uh, it's exciting. I think it's a, you know, some people are worried about it. I mean, that Sam Altman thing getting getting sort of sacked and everything from the board. I mean, that just shows how people are either going one way or the other. You know, they're super, super worried about it and freaking out, or they're really excited about it. And I I think it's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. particularly I've I I in that book, that Destination China book, you talk a lot about staff and so forth like that. And I used to employ stuff because I lived next to a university and like you, I employed university students and it was great. But here in Chiang Mai, even freelancers, I just steer away from it. I, I've, I've simplified my business to such an extent where I just don't really need wow. staff anymore. You know, That's awesome. But AI, AI is like having a staff member. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know? That's um, great. And yes, so you got to feel as though the you know this, the all those freelancers in India and the Philippines have got to be started thinking about something else. I don't know what they're yeah. They're gonna, they're it is a point. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, no. there's always evolution, but you still. I still think you need. I said at the summit too. You still need somebody to have the the request, the question to ask the AI. The answer right. is there, but the prompt. question is not the prompt, mm. right? There's the mm. prompt engineering. Like you have to have the creativity to think of what to ask, right? The question is the yeah. valuable part, knowing what to mm. ask. Mm. And, you know, even with podcasting, they say like it's one of its very valuable skills to know what to ask. Because you were saying with AI, if you know what to ask, you can get the answer. You just got to know what to ask. Yeah, it changed the future <laughs> now, right? The future is unbelievable. World. Yeah. But as I don't know, one of the speakers said, look, you know, you probably may remember who it was, but a couple of them said, look, you can't just cut and paste. You must put it in your own voice. Yeah. Who was that who kept saying that? I, I, I can't remember now, but yeah, I can't recall. But yeah, it was a theme. One thing you did, Mike, which was really powerful, it was kind of silent, but it was a very powerful message to everybody there, is that you didn't video this conference at all. And yeah. most conferences are videoed. 
nearly all of them are, and you didn't do it. And I thought that was really impressive. That gave this kind of a whole, not secrecy, but speciality. You know, everyone in this room could reveal a lot more. Yeah. And and that was a really interesting kind of concept. Yeah, to be honest, we got that was one of we posted it, I think, in the summer. And you know, we've been preparing this for eight months, this event, and we were preparing and we put made a blog post and put it out on socials. And it was one of our more engaged posts. People were thanking us. We emailed right. it out to our newsletter and people replied saying thank you. They would just say thank you. Like right. they the other you know, the other thing you did, which every event organizer wants to do but doesn't really achieve it, is to get everyone together many times and for long roundtable talks where yeah. I think a lot of people went away with a lot of lifetime friendships, long, long-term friends were, were solidified at that meeting, you know? Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do, uh, to be honest, in the world. Right. <laughs> so Speed networking is really good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, we did four and we took a break for COVID. We're back now. But, you know, over the years, we were learning. Everyone likes the networking at any event, right? They, they came out. Mm. So what we try to do is make sure to get some as relevant related contacts. So that's why we break it up by topic or we do the speed dating or we have different types of events. So people really get a chance to try to meet as many relevant contacts as they can. Yeah, but it wasn't just with the delegates themselves. It was through the speakers, the experts. Yeah, yeah. We they, were, they were involved and that's rare. You don't, yeah, you don't we, often get that. Yeah, know? that is also feedback we get. We got also, you know, thanks for helping get those testimonials. We got great testimonials, but even previous years, people would just say they like it because they get to talk to the speakers. Because mm. usually the speakers come up on state, they, you know, they, they drive in with their car, they go in, they speak, they leave, right? Like, they, so they're we, gone. Yeah. <laughs> or they're in the VIP, they're hidden in the back or something behind right, the, the stage or yeah. something. But we try our best. And I think the speakers even like it because they get to connect. And the attendees are also, you know, relevant and and quality too. So it's not like they're just unqualified people. I think even the attendees could be speakers. They have they're such experienced people that were there. Right. It was great. All right. Well, we we're kind of at the mark now. I mean, I I think uh, so. You also have a website speakerscoach.com, right? Is that the best place for people to find you? Uh, yeah, basically, you can get get in contact with me from there. Okay. Um, I, I will just usually do it. Like we're doing now on Zoom, and there's a every every client is different to me. I don't have a sort of a, a formula that I follow, but the one thing I do say is, you know, I'm not that interested in your content. You give me your content. I'm not going to tell you how to do your content. I'm going to just make it entertaining, help you make it entertaining, cool. and that's kind of what I what I what I say. And they're happy about that because. You know, we're all left brain. Everyone's kind of doing the the left brain thing. That that's not that's not hard to put information in a logical kind of sequence. But the creatively on the on the right brain part of it is is a challenge for most people. Um, okay. And, and there's three things I say: use your body language, and I get them to sort of you know there's a couple of exercises I get them to do, and we can do it on Skype. Use vocal variety and facial expressions, and they are the magic three. They're called the three freebies that mm. you've got and you can practice it anytime right you can practice it when you're at the shops with your partner anywhere you can practice vocal variety and facial expressions and body language it just sells your message so well 
Yeah. You know, you get your body involved. A picture is worth a thousand words. So if you can exemplify your message just in the, just, you know, if it's frustration, you go, oh, I was nearly there. That sold your message really, really well, you know. Um, right. And, you know, get excited and so forth like that. So allow right. yourself to to get that. And that's, I am able to push people beyond their comfort zone on stage, you know, revealing themselves. Perfect. All right, Pete. Well, this has been fun. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay. Thanks, Mike. And thank you to our sponsor, our returning sponsor, Mercury.com Online Bank. Well, it's a real bank, but you can do it totally online for U.S. Our Blimp program participants are going through this as well. Thank you, Mercury. Travis is great there. He's been on our show. He's been in our events. We're going to have another event where we will have them attending as well. And if you want to get a little bonus for you and us, if you sign up and do some special circumstances you can go to globalformasia.com slash mercury i also have a video tutorial that we use even for the blimp people I use the same exact video to learn how to use it i hope you can check it out totally free why not see you there to get more info about running an international business please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com that's www.globalfromasia.com also be sure to subscribe to our itunes feed thanks for tuning in